It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Great to have you back, JT. Hour number two of the show brought to you by Bell Solar. Man, we love the fact that we're dealing with Bell Solar. It's a woman's own company. We had Alexa on last week. It was great to talk to the team. Uh, Brianne and Alexa who came on as we launch our partnership. And if you're interested in applying for a sales position, jobs, jobs, jobs with Bell Solar, you can call 702-979-1277. Bell Solar is currently hiring professionals. Why is Bell Solar a great company to work for? There are so many reasons why. Solar in Vegas, the future. And with all these opportunities, check out what Bell Solar is doing for us. Bell Solar, we're thrilled that they're a partner of the show. A couple of new partners we'll be announcing later on in the week or early next week that I'm excited about. John Clayton's going to join us momentarily. The professor will talk to him about free agency, especially what's going on with Russell Wilson and some of the concerns about him wanting to get out, or maybe he doesn't. Possibly Pete Carroll. No one knows the Seahawks better than the professor, John Clayton. Uh, more on what the Raiders are trying to do as they bring in a receiver, I think on the cheap, who has upside in John Brown, formerly a Buffalo. I like that pickup. It's a solid pickup. I think he's good for 50, 60 receptions. Possibly can get near 1,000 yards. We'll, we'll see. If Carr, if Carr connects with him the way Josh Allen did, it'll be really successful. If Carr connects with him the way he connected with Nelson Aguilar, uh, that'll be a big deal. So there's a lot of good things happening, and I don't think the Raiders are done yet. Matter of fact, I know they're not done yet. The big key question going forward is Marcus Mariota. Josh and Fargo, let me get you up here on the Raiders app. Appreciate you waiting. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, JT, can you hear me? Yeah, Josh, talk to me. Go ahead. Good afternoon, JT. Like, uh, love the show. I listen every day. Uh, All right, Josh, take me off speakerphone. Take, take me off speakerphone or whatever it is and talk. We can't hear you that good. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Wow. Um, so I uh, love the show. Listen every day. Like many people, I heard the Hudson news, and I kind of lost it for a second. But um, I, after looking at the tape of the of the kid who's going to back him up, James, mm-hmm. I don't feel too bad. He still he looks serviceable. The re-signing of Denzel Good made me feel even more better. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't be too mad. We needed to get under the cap. I'm also feeling like with Aguilar gone. Ruggs and Edwards need to take a huge step forward. They do. And that opens up Renfro to have a bigger bigger role in the offense, which I think he's really ready for. Um, really, that's my piece, and I, I really appreciate the platform and your show, and thank, thank you, you, and Josh. I hope everybody keeps their heads up. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for calling from Fargo. I can't count on Vegas, but I can count on Fargo calling thank you josh again i'm sorry it's been a long week already i'm i'm waiting for that bucket of modellos right now on friday but we got to get there first appreciate it josh for the kind words look you better you better hope that rugs and renfro have a big year why wouldn't they they were drafted high they were drafted to come in here and be really big impact players 
I know exactly why they took rugs over C.D. Lamb. I know exactly why they did that. And they were hoping for something similar to Tyreek Hill. So I think this is going to be a big deal. And, and good news with Richie Incognito. So with news that is coming and what's happening, I don't think, I'm not sensing the panic that I heard here. And we're, we'll see what happens here. Mike Garofalo, uh, Garofalo reporting the Raiders are finalizing a trade of Rodney Hudson to the Arizona Cardinals for a swap of draft picks. Sources tell me that just came down. One of the all-time greatest insiders in NFL history, my friend John Cotton, kind enough to join us. Uh, John, let's begin. If you can add anything on the Russell Wilson Chicago talk and what Chicago allegedly offered, three first-round picks and maybe a couple of starters, what more can you add? What I can add is it was never going to be a trade happening. And like we talked about before, the reason is Seattle would surrender the season and be a non-playoff team by not just trading away you know, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, but taking a $39 million cap hit, which would be over 20% of the cap, and any team that does that for the last, say, since 2013 has not made the playoffs. And then to make matters even worse, when you, when you look at the four teams his agent put out that uh, he would go to if, it, if he would ask for a trade, none of them made any sense. I mean, Saints mm-hmm. are over the cap. They were way over the cap. They had to clear out $111 million to get under the cap. Uh, you know, the Raiders didn't make any sense just from the standpoint they've got two quarterbacks. Derek Carr is good. You know, you got probably, I don't know how, when, when they're going to do something uh, with Marcus Mariota. Dallas re-signed Dak Prescott <coughs> and Chicago. Think about this. Okay, so they offered three number one picks, a third, and then two, two, two good players. Problem is, if you put Russell Wilson with that defense, uh, and really a shaky offense because in the end, you know, they probably have to cut their two tackles uh, because of the cap. You know, you're not, and they're twenty million dollars over right now. That they, it, you're going to give a low pick in the first round. So three low first round picks doesn't get you anything, and it doesn't get you a quarterback to replace Russell Wilson. So there was never ever going to be a Russell Wilson trade. Now that Chicago is bowed out. Given a one ten one year ten million dollar deal to Andy Dalton, you know it's a past story. It's not one that was going to happen. John Clayton's our guest. So, John, is that could that potentially be the problem for what Houston's looking at with Deshaun Watson? Because whatever team Deshaun goes to, that team's going to struggle in the draft for years to come, especially if that they have to give up players. And if Houston doesn't like the level of the draft pick, where the draft pick is, because the Jets in Miami have high draft picks, that makes that potential deal more complicated. Yeah, it does. But also the complication is internal, too, because we know the Texans are going to be bad. And we know that uh, you know he, he probably won't wear a uniform for the Texans. But if you're going to be Nick Casario, the general manager, you have to take a look and you say, now, wait a second. If I honor this request and we're a bad football team, I'm going to have any other player making over $10 million trying to come in and ask to get out. You know, Laramie Tunzel and some of the other defensive players on the team, Zach Cunningham, so they'll be coming in and saying, get me out of here because, hey, you did it with Zach. Uh, I'll hold out if necessary. But then you can also look at it from the standpoint that uh, you know, you're know you not going to get true value if you're going to wait until the uh, you know, start of the regular season to see if he can miss paychecks. And he can miss paychecks because, remember, I mean, he got about a $10 million base. He's got uh, $27 bucks in the bank from the signing bonus from last year. And so he can afford to lose five, six million dollars into the start of the regular season just to make the point. It's like I don't want to be here. So it's a, a 
tricky situation. And, you know, I wouldn't read much into the Tyrod Taylor signing for one year, $5.5 million, other than the standpoint, hey, knowing he's not going to be in OTAs, minicamp, and probably not training camp, they have to have a quarterback. John Clayton's our guest. John, do you believe that Mitchell Trubisky can play at a high level, at a second pick overall, been to the playoffs a few times? Stats aren't that brutal, and a lot of people think he was torpedoed in that organization. And, and when you look at Andy Dalton coming in now, what is Chicago's plan? Do they have one more big move in front of them? This doesn't look like it's going to help the GM and the head coach keep their job. No, because, I mean, what you're looking at right now is that with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton uh, competing for the starting job, I mean, they're, they're going to be probably an eight-win team right in the middle. Now, again, eight wins got them into the playoffs last year. Eight wins may get them in this year. But you know, an eight-win playoff team back-to-back years is probably going to cost everybody their job because, you know, the, 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 remember, the defense is starting to get a little bit older. That's what's going to be interesting because, you know, as we're talking, you know, they've got uh, – there were $20 million over the cap – and my guess is they're going to have to let some more of the defensive players go. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Fuller, the cornerback, is going to be cut uh, just to free up cap room, and they're going to have to redo some contracts to get under. It wouldn't surprise me uh, if Bobby Massey's out of there. <clears throat> they could take Charles Leno and take him out of there. So they've got a lot of issues right now. So they may be 8-8 eight and eight at the best. <clears throat> but as far as Trubisky, I just think he's just an average quarterback. I don't think – I mean, he's probably going to go into that range where he's going to have to be more of a backup. I mean, kind of like a uh, RG3 guy uh, and not be able to maybe occasionally stick up as a starter. <clears throat> but I think it's hard right now for Trubisky to be able to land something. John Clayton, as we wrap it up. John, big picture for the Raiders now with the trade of Rodney Hudson and, the, and not the outright release, bringing back Nicholas Morrow, uh, looking at what they did here with the receiver John Brown and Yannick Ngakwe, who I like a lot off the edge. What do you think's going on with Gruden and Mayock here? Well, I mean, the big thing is now they've got to fix the offensive line because we're still waiting to see if anything does happen with Gabe Jackson. Now I went back and looked at the story that came out on March the 2nd, and they said that they're going to waive him, but he's not been waived yet. So now that they make the choice that it's like, okay, let's take Hudson, and we'll get a trade there and keep Jackson. But you're still looking at three-fifths of the offensive line now being different, and that's going to be tough uh, to try to, to do. The other thing you have to kind of watch is what is going on at the wide receiver position. Because if you've noticed, there's not been a receiver in free agency this year. Oh, heck, of course, free agency just started at uh, 1 o'clock West Coast time today. Only uh, that uh, it's got more than the two tight ends at the New England Patriots. Nobody's got better than 12.5. So Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Danny Cal- Galladay, uh, mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton, they're all trying to get the $17 million deals. And right now it's being stalled to a point now where the Raiders go ahead and you know they pay – uh, you know, a little bit of money for John Brown, not much, not the $9 million he's making. But uh, right now the big thing is trying to rebuild the offensive line. Hey, John, finally, with Bill Belichick, you go back a long way with him. I mean, no one thought that he'd spend this much money. He'd try to get a couple of pieces here and there, two receivers, two tight ends, everything that's gone on there. Do you think he's hitting this right? Do you like the quality of players? Because I'm still concerned with Cam Newton. I don't think he can throw the way he used to throw. Is there still something I'm not seeing right with Cam Newton and the fit there? No, I'm, 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 with, I'm with you because, I mean, I watched how he concluded the season. And he was a, a, just a better runner than he was a thrower. Mechanics weren't good. <clears throat> Arm strength wasn't good. And, you know, you notice that uh, I think that the deal was he comes back 
with the idea that Bill knew he was going to go big into free agency. And naturally, if you're going to go for two tight ends that are making $12.5 million, you're going to go for Nelson Aguilar, you're going to go for Kendall, Kendrick Bourne, it's like, a, hey, who's my quarterback? And then you come back and you say, well, uh, Jared Stidham. And it's like there's probably none of those guys who even know who Jared Stidham is. So now it's a matter of trying to you know, patch things up and make it go. But my read on it is uh, they'll still be looking for a quarterback, but they might be trying to trade up in the draft to be able to get one. Because, again, it's like uh, there may be five first-rounders in the draft, but they may want to get the third one. They have to maybe move up to seven to be able to do it. So stay tuned there. But, no, this caught me totally by surprise that they would be this spending this much over $250 million in contracts uh, to fix up the offense and get some fixes on defense. At John Clayton NFL. John, you know how much I value your time. Always appreciate talking to you. All the best. Okay, JT. Thanks. John Clayton. That's good. NFL flagship, John Clayton. Get him on. Get that guy on whenever you can get him on. Period. And that interview will be on my uh, Sirius XM show tonight because he's John Clayton. We'll double dip, and I don't apologize for that. You get John Clayton on. We'll see what happens later tonight with these receivers. I just tweeted out during the interview, multitasking during the interview, Richie Incognito is back. He tweeted out, guess who's back? Just win, baby. I'm not going anywhere. So he's back. So Richie Incognito shores up the offensive line, playing left guard, assuming he's completely healthy, and you let him play, and hopefully he plays every game. I really like Richie. He's a great, great story here in Las Vegas. He wants to be in Vegas. He wants his legacy at the end of his career to be with the Raiders. He's got to be available. He's got to be available. We'll see more. And I'm sure Vic and Vinny and everybody else who's following, Paul Gutierrez, will have the details on the contract. But this is a good deal. So when we see this, and Vic Tafer just tweeted out two minutes ago, Someone let Vic know we're reading his Twitter all day today and giving him credit for reading his Twitter all day today. Vic just tweeted out, once the Raiders trade or cut Gabe Jackson, their starting O-line will be left to right, Miller, Incognito, James Simpson, good, and either a high pick or a veteran right tackle. And Vic just says, yeah, I don't think that Chris Long signs here. I hope Chris Long does sign here. I hope they're able to work out a cap-friendly deal with Chris Long, three-time Pro Bowler. I'd love to have that problem, to have Chris Long come in wearing his dad's jersey and then just to come in and play the position. That'd be fine by me. (laughs) Until that deal is signed somewhere else, welcome and hope he, he comes. But as Vic pointed out, he doesn't think that will happen now. So how bad is it for the Raiders? They bring back Miller and Incognito. You've seen Simpson and Good. You know that James is the center of the future, no debate. He's getting the opportunity to do that, and now they're looking for a right tackle. And and I hope, I I don't know, who am I to say this? I hope they don't do right tackle in the draft. I hope. Because what more can you do? I'd rather get a guy who's played the position than develop a right tackle under Carr. If he turns out he's the best right tackle and he drops from number 11 to 17 and they do it, okay. But I'm not off my stance that the Raiders are not done on defense with the trade or a big move defensively. The Raiders cannot be done on defense. They've got to get more defense. 831 Raider in Salinas. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, JT? I appreciate you taking my call, man. First time Thank caller. You. 
and I also appreciate the you know two hours you put in for us, man. It's out here we don't we don't get you uh, too much Raider anymore. So stream you all day every day, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Hey, Thank but, you. Thank uh, you Yeah, much. I think uh, personally it was uh, you know Raider fans overreact on on these things, and and that's what I see. But um, you know, I I think it's it is obvious that. Not obvious, but, it, you know, I think they're trying to get underneath the cap, and, and you saw it all year last year, you know, with the comments with, from the GM and the head coach of they want to see him together. They want to see him together. We, I hardly ever see him together. I need my old line to play together, and, and we never really got that. So I think moving on was kind of the best thing to do for him. Hey, but my question to you, which you kind of you kind of answered right now, was um, you think they're just going to stick with defense? Uh, through free agency, or you see somebody in the draft? I hope so. I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I yeah. think they. I appreciate the call. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to change my mind that quickly on the defense. I'm hoping for another edge rusher, Melvin Ingram. I'm hoping for another guy off the edge in the draft with the 17th pick. I'd rather have a outside linebacker who can get to the quarterback, or another edge rusher, or a defensive tackle who's a stud than a right tackle. I'd rather get a veteran right tackle. Or a, right t- a rookie right tackle, a rookie who's never played in the NFL, going up against what they have to go up against, he better be damn good, damn good. Again, I've said that I don't think the Raiders needed to do anything on offense, anything, weeks ago, but I didn't know they'd lose Rodney Hudson. I assumed they were going to lose Trent Brown. I'm happy he's gone, but he could have came back. No one's thrilled about Gabe da- Jackson being gone so clearly what's changed in the last couple of weeks is we're sitting here talking about an offensive line that's got to be rebuilt again but that's okay because they have a a center that they were going to eventually pivot to and go there and they bring incognito back and they have colt miller so the left side going off from the center is pretty good and i don't think they're done yet and they need depth and we all agree they need depth on the offensive line because these guys always get hurt they're never, ever, ever available to play together. What makes me believe that's going to happen again next year? I don't believe that. I won't believe that, period. And, and Tom Cable's a hell of a coach. He will get backups to play at a starter level. So I, there's no doubt there's a need at right tackle. I think there's bigger needs on defense. The biggest need on this team is free safety. Something's got to happen there. I think we all know that. Let's keep going with uh, Ruben in Vegas. Thanks for calling, Ruben. Hey, JT, uh, just calling in since you want a Vegas caller. Um, overall, man, uh, we just want to win, JT. We just want, man, I'm a Raider Nation since 81, and we just want to win. We want, you know, good for our, our franchise, our organization. And a lot of the, the frustration, man, I know with Gruden and all that, it's like it's like he's like our commander-in-chief, JT. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like, he's the leader, man, and everything's going to just fall on him, you know. He's the one that came back, you know. It's, I'm glad to have him back. I, I just want us to win and entering year four. It's just, it just gets frustrating as a fan base, especially with this platform that we have now, Raider Nation Radio. We vent out our frustration and, and, and whatnot, but I love my Raiders, man. I mean, I, I'm just a loyal fan. I, I'm a fan. It, it keeps me away from bad things and whatnot, but we just want to win. So a lot of us, Raider Nation, were frustration either with car or the offense or the defense, or uh, we just want to win, man. Like, you know, we hold on so much to the past. We have such a rich history and because and, and, and of Al Davis and our, our great alumni and whatnot. And we just want that. We just want that to keep going forward, especially now being in Vegas, which I moved myself from California to, to be in Vegas for better opportunities. 
we just want that as an organization, JT. I mean, I love my team. I listen to you, Raider Nation Radio, all day, man, because I right. work for a living, and we just want to win. So that's where a lot of our frustration comes out on coach and, and the organization and whatnot. We just want to win and just let's get back to it, guys. You know, I'm a Raider fan for life, JT. That's all I got to say. Thank I love you. my Appreciate team. Appreciate it. All I want us to do is see the team win, too. I want to get out of the way and watch the team win. Less of me and more of them winning would be perfect for everyone. Mike Garofolo, the Raiders finalizing a trade for Rodney Hudson, a third rounder going to the Raiders, which is, which is good. I, for Rodney Hudson, a third rounder, he's a great player. You aren't going to get a first for a center. You're not going to get a second this late, but a third for a seventh rounder. Now the Raiders have another pick, another third rounder that they can package and move up and maybe get another player. So with Rodney Hudson, really bummed to see him leave. Really upset to see him leave, but at least it's calmed down in the last 24 hours and the Raiders got value with a pick coming on the other side and a decent pick, a third-round pick, 702-365-9200. Love the way the phones are going today. Let's keep them up. Uh, Mitch in Jersey. What's going on, Mitch? How you been? Good, JT. How's everything with you? Glad you're back. Glad you're yeah, here. good to be here. What's happening? Um, just two hours. Hey, I hope they can keep Marcus. And I'm happy with Brown, but not to see Nelson Aguilar go. I can say we should get the best player available in the first round. You think they go for Amon Ray? Thank Brown from USC. Good, not very fast, but he's pretty tough. Good possession, good hands. You think they do that? I was. I mean, Nelson Aguilar was pretty good this past year. I was just surprised that they let him go. And what, I'm, what I'm surprised they didn't. Arizona? They they didn't let him go. They didn't pay him what the Patriots paid him in free agency. That was that was the issue. I think the Raiders had all indications to go out, all indications to go out and pay for him. And they wanted to, but that, he was too rich on a one-and-done year, and we wish him well. But you're right. I think Nelson Aguilar coming back was one of the things that I penned in. I thought that was going to be a deal. I didn't think Belichick would get that aggressive to go get him, and he did. Oh, he really did. He picked up these two tight ends. And Arizona, yeah. what do you think about uh, Green? Is Patrick still playing? And, and Hopkins? Arizona's really good. Rod- Rodney Thanks Hudson going to Arizona. Thanks for the call. That's a big deal for Rodney Hudson to go to Arizona instead of Seattle. It's a big story. I, after the show yesterday, I went on Softy Mahler's show on KJR in Seattle, and they were just talking about Rodney Hudson in Seattle. Those guys are sharp up there, and they were doing their show and they wanted to talk about Rodney Hudson coming to Seattle. And I said it would be unbelievable because Russell Wilson doesn't have a center, A. And B, Rodney Hudson's the best center, I believe, in all of football. So the Raiders don't have him anymore. He would have been perfect in Seattle on a 12-win team with a quarterback who isn't happy. So I thought that would be a really good pick overall, but that pick didn't come through, and he goes to Arizona. So if you look at Arizona getting A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, and I'll go through the rest of it. Arizona is a hell of a football team, and they got a great quarterback in Kyler Murray. Great quarterback in Kyler Murray who can do it all. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. A busy show today. Thanks to everybody who's listening, everybody jumping in, and please check out the Henderson Hyundai Superstore on Boulder Highway in Henderson. They have the super deals you're looking for. Frank, who owns Henderson Hyundai Superstore, is a diehard Golden Knight fan and appreciates the fact that we're streaming Raider Nation Radio so everybody can find the super deals they're looking for.
Drew Locke back into the gun. Gordon, the running back. Locke's going to try to throw for it. Fires left. Got it. Incomplete. And it is dropped that time by Cleveland. And very good coverage by LaMarcus Joyner. Well, LaMarcus Joyner is gone. And I think that was another wasted contract. A lot of money. A lot of millionaires were made with some of these contracts. Multi-millionaires. And I think the Raiders are in the process of cleaning up some of those contracts. Trying to get players to renegotiate doing what all these teams are trying to do. There are a lot of teams. When I do my national show at night on Sirius, there are fans freaking out from Indianapolis all the way to Seattle to the Giants in New York, number one media market. Imagine doing a two-hour local show in New York where the Giants aren't doing anything. Fans are upset this time of year. And the Patriot fans, the one team that we're not used to seeing go all in, are going crazy because they they got a brand new team. One thing about the Patriots, they didn't get a couple of players. They got a brand-new team. That team beat the Raiders last year and beat them pretty good in New England. I don't believe in Cam Newton, but a lot of people are penciling the Patriots back into the postseason. 702-365-9200. Lester in the Bay Area. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Go ahead. JT, yeah, thanks a lot. You hit on a couple of good points. Uh, I'm calling in a, you know, a little calmer than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last 24 hours, I'm really glad that we got some value with Rodney Hudson, that we actually got a third rounder. It is really good value because for a center, you're right, we're not going to get a first or second rounder for a center like him. So we're actually lucky we did receive something in return. So I'm happy about that. The other thing is when it comes to the draft, like you mentioned, this cannot mean that we reach for a young right tackle at 17, okay? There's going to be a lot of good defenders when when we're up to pick at 17. There's going to be about especially at the edge position and outside linebacker position, there's going to be about five to eight guys that we're going to have to choose from. So we better not be reaching for a right tackle that isn't as good as those other football players on the defensive side of the football, okay? And also, uh, even at the defensive tackle position, there's two guys, Barmore from Mm. Alabama and Nixon from Iowa, okay? I like Nixon ahead of Barmore. I think he's more athletic. He's more instinctive. And I think he's persevered and overcome a lot more adversity and has a high character, okay? So I, but those two guys could mm-hmm. be gotten later. They're not as good as about eight different edge players, outside linebackers, that are going to probably be studs or really solid stars at the 17th position. So no reaching. If anything, you fall in love with a right tackle or some crap like that, you trade down, okay? Please, no reaching for a right tackle at the 17th position. And I hope we don't go for a safety or corner either. We don't need another young player at 17 when it comes we have enough young players in the back end and the secondary. We need a couple yep. of veterans back there, okay? So Good call. no more you no sound reaching a lot. for an offensive tackle at 17, please. Thank you. you. You sound a lot like me. I mean, you do. I, I agree with a lot of it. But remember, a lot of used guys, as they say in Goodfellas, used guys thought that the Raiders were reaching for Colton Miller, and he turned out to be a pretty good player. And if they got another young tackle on the right side, a can't-miss type player, would that be good to solidify a cheaper, younger offensive line going forward? The tough spot I'm in right now is I'm a big Rodney Hudson fan, so I'm not there saying all this is good because I can't, I can't flip like that. I, I like Rodney. I wanted Rodney to be here two more years at least and then break in a brand-new young center who they're going to have to break in now. There are a lot of deals flying now. we got a lot to reset. In a late addition to the show, Mike North, the legendary Chicago sports talk host, uh, he got in touch with Bobby 
We are trying to jump in and get him on the air before the show on what's happening with the Bears, what they're doing with Andy Dalton. So he might pop on for a few minutes here as we continue on. Fabian in Temecula, where they're making wine now. I used to just drive by it. Hello, Fabian. Hey, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, I, I just think that the emotional Raider fans, and I was one of them yesterday, were upset that we're losing another elite player. You know, losing Mac a few years ago and now, in Hudson, now Hudson. It's tough. But, you know, 24 hours later, if you really try to be objective and have a 30,000-foot view, it, it's a different approach. You know, years of having an expensive O-line that mm-hmm. really didn't produce the way they should have, whether it's due to injury or what have you, the, the, the run production wasn't as good as it should have. So now possibly Gruden and Mayock are deciding to go young and cheap on the O-line and hopefully, you know, reallocate some of that cap to the defense because, you know, the last time the Raiders had a legit defense was decades ago. So, you know, because of COVID, obviously the cap mm-hmm. come down, but with the new TV deal set to hit the next year or two, hopefully we can build the defense and, and then – you know, maybe draft a right tackle, whether first or second round, who knows. But it's a different strategy, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a different approach, and it could pay dividends. And I think a lot of us are still upset about losing Hudson. But, you know, hopefully this is going to pay off. And that's, that's the point I have. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, we got breaking news here from a guy that broke the first news that we saw today on the receiver, John Brown, Adam Kaplan. Reporting from NFL Radio, Raiders are expected to have former Bills defensive tackle, defensive end, Quinton Jefferson in for a visit later this week. Sources said his familiarity with the new defensive scheme of Gus Bradley and the Seahawks scheme ties in with this. Two minutes ago, Adam Kaplan, Raiders expected to have former defensive tackle, defensive end, Quinton Jefferson in from the Bills for a visit. You would think they'd get that deal done. That would add another guy off the edge and a guy who primarily will play defensive tackle and could be a starter. A starter. Remember, I'm looking for starters to come in. We had David Irving on. So we've had some good good players that are staying. Uh, this would be another one. So good Raider momentum a little bit later. Uh, you know, So far on the show today, hope it keeps picking up. Homer in Austin. Look at the show on the Raiders streaming app. Hello, Homer. Hello, JT. How you doing? Doing good. Go ahead. All right. Look, I got to say, I'm excited to see this team, the Raiders, being patient right now. All right. Look, a lot of people, you just talk about Twitter, how it goes crazy. It's ridiculous. Please stop that, Raider Nation. We're better than that. But the patience of the Raiders is really starting to show today. All right. Yannick Ngagwe, they signed him the other day. But they didn't, they didn't go and trade for him during the season and lose all that draft capital. Now we're in position for him to come in and help immediately on the defense, and we've still got seven picks. Unfortunately, Rodney Hudson won't be with us, but we did get a third round out of that. That is valuable. As a team right now, right, we are building through the draft, and we are setting ourselves up to continue to bring our players back that we know are fit. And then we won't have to gamble on free agency anymore with guys that we think will be all right, but they don't work out. I think it's extremely important that Mark Davis, you know, continue to be patient. And it's extremely important for Raider Nation to be patient. And I know you talked about not wanting to get an offensive tackle, and you just mentioned that they're bringing in the, uh, the tackle from the Bills. But I still believe, you know, you build from the trenches out. 
it would be, be in our best favor to get an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle in the draft at 17. Uh, you know, maybe just drop back a few spots, but definitely get the best available offensive tackle or offensive or defensive tackle available. I'm looking for the best tackler. Thanks for the call. Got to run here. I'm looking for the best tackler to come in who's a linebacker. I want to see the Raiders get a, a, a Levante. When you look at Levante David, you look at some of the edge rushers. Bud Dupree went to Tennessee. I want to see a guy that can tackle someone going from one side of the field to the other, behind the line of scrimmage, or in space. They need better tacklers. Corey Littleton is supposed to be a borderline pro bowler by this time, and he's not. they got to get the linebackers flying around. They need tacklers on this football team. I knew he had a, a hip deal, but it wasn't significant enough to not play. But over time, the stiffness got to a point to where he he really wasn't even able to sit on the on the bench. And then that's when, uh, even before they scored the uh, the touchdown to go up ten, we had already made the decision that that we were going to uh, go in with Chase. Yeah, that's Matt Nagy. There's a lot of problems going on in Chicago right now. Thanks for coming back. Turn it up a little. You too. On St. Patrick's Day, uh, my mom from Ireland, that side of the family, my mom's maiden name, O'Connor. So the Irish is pumping through me today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And we go out to one of the great St. Patrick's Day cities in the world, Chicago. My good friend, the legendary sports talk host, Mike North joins us. Mike, on St. Patrick's Day, we get you on this day. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day. I don't think Bear fans will ever forget if you want to know the truth. Uh, JT, but it's good to talk to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, my friend. Let's jump in because of what we're hearing about the Bears going all in. You've been very vocal, but I think very measured over the years with Trubisky and the upside of him, what they want to do in the quarterback market. Now Andy Dalton. Tie this up for us from your perspective. Russell Wilson said, uh, never said I want to be traded. He said he had places he'd want to go, but I never thought he was coming to the Bears. The Bears have a 20th pick in the draft, uh, understanding that Seattle wanted a quarterback in return. Uh, Trubisky is still not picked up. Who knows? He might play for the Montreal Alouettes, but there's no excuse for a 26-year-old quarterback that's been to the playoffs twice in four years, been to a Pro Bowl, thrown 64 touchdowns, 37 interceptions, has with the highest quarterback rating of all time of any Bear quarterback, including Jim McMahon and Jay Cutler, to have been abused the way that uh, Nagy and Pace and the Bears did it. And uh, Mike Greenberg said it best. Uh, maybe they made a mistake uh, drafting Trubisky. Uh, but the way they treated them and the way they've run their franchise uh, basically is abhorrent. So uh, I wish Mitch nothing but the best. And we got Andy Dalton when people thought Watson, Wentz. I mean, I heard every quarterback in football was coming to the Bears, but I'm not a sap. I knew he, Russell Wilson was never coming. I know Watson's never coming. Now, maybe there'll be a late deal somewhere, but I doubt it. The Bears reportedly offer three first-round picks, this and that, maybe half the stadium. The propaganda begins, my friend. 
Yeah, this is really interesting because the the media and the fans are very vocal. Mike, they're very vocal on Gruden here in Vegas. They're very vocal now, some of them, who love Pete Carroll. I mean, look what Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson has done to take that city that had no DNA in football, none in Seattle. Now they have one of the greatest fan bases, the 12s, an unbelievable stadium. They're getting vocal. The Jet fans are freaking out, and Houston fans know that their quarterback doesn't want to be there. But you bring up a great point on Trubisky. He's got every tool that you would want. There's got to be quarterback coaches, offensive coordinators, and head coach that look at Trubisky in a lab and say, this is what a great quarterback should look like. He's not that bad to, to bring his career down to that level. I agree with you. He played, he started three and a half years, got pulled from the lineup, sabotaged his career, if you will, Nagy, at game three. The week before, he leads the Bears back from 16 down. They're 16 down against Atlanta. He throws one interception, and they pull him. This is the guy, the head coach of the Bears, who didn't want him to begin with, tried to get Bowles in. But listen to this. Watch those first two games, folks, if you get a chance. Nagy called the place for Trubisky, and he overcame the worst play calling in history to win two games with a guy calling the place that wanted him out. This is appalling. He should have been fired. And for them to go along, the bear ownership to go along with Nagy and Pace and to be sold on Andy Dalton, the Bears were 40-1 to 1 yesterday morning. As soon as Dalton got signed, they went up to 50-1. to 1. They actually went up in the odds by signing this guy. Well, Mike, what could he do? I mean, Andy Dalton played well, really well at times in Cincinnati on a terrible team, but a couple of weapons like A.J. Green. What's it going to take for Bears fans? I'm hearing about this open competition now. And on a short-term deal, and there was even a report today, Adam Schefter said it, so it's getting a lot of juice, that maybe the Bears aren't done to go back to Seattle with Andy Dalton to sweeten the pot. But as you said as we started off, no chance, huh? Well, there might be a chance. There always is a chance. I just think Russell Wilson, he never said trade me. He never did. And, and, and you know, now we're hearing, you know, the watch and stuff. I mean, it's been a, a, a diva-type thing. It's been like the NBA so far this year. I just – look – you're a Derek Carr. You're you're you're, you're uh, tight with the Oakland Raiders. I've always been a Bear fan. When I hear people's impression of Derek Carr, you know you can't win with them. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's the national outlook, even from people in Chicago. But you know him better than anybody, and so does Gruden. And you guys think you can win. I feel the same way with Mitch. I think the national media hasn't paid attention to his stats, what he did, that he only started 13 games in his college career. And because he wasn't Patrick Mahomes, you pile on. I mean, Jay Cutler was 1-12 against the Green Bay Packers. And they paid him for eight years, $118 million, and he never took half the abuse. That, that Mitch Trubisky has taken, who's on, in my opinion, the next team he goes to, JT, and I, I would pass this out to anybody. You want proposition bets? If whatever team Trubisky goes to, I'll give anybody. You give me five-to-one odds. I say if he plays a minimum of five games for that new team, they'll make the players playoffs and the Bears won't. 
how many people want to take me up on that? You'd have to bet 100, and if Trubisky makes the playoffs and the Bears don't, you'd have to pay me 500. If Trubisky doesn't make the playoffs and plays a minimum of five games, I'd pay you your 100. But I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that are Trubisky haters that wouldn't take that bet because if he ends up in Denver, if he ends up in Washington, or even if somewhere as a backup, he's going to play. And he's going to have a 10- to 14-year career. That's my prediction. But he, he overcame a bare organization, lousy play calling, below-average talent. I mean, I look at Andy Dalton. If Trubisky never played with the offense Andy Dalton had, and Andy Dalton was 6-10 and 10 last year. Can you imagine that? That's what we're looking at coming into town. Cincinnati was a long time ago, and his, he's 0-4 in the playoffs, and all I heard, J.T., is Trubisky can't win in the playoffs. He's 0-2. So what do we do? We pick an 0-4 guy up. Mike North joins us, Bears Barroom, WindyDailySports.com, a great friend, a great Bears and Chicago insider. So with Allen Robinson tagged, how do you think he feels about this? Mario Edwards re-signs. What's the best the rest of the roster look like? Because Green Bay didn't do much other than bringing back Aaron Jones. It's not like they're in the hunt. Minnesota can't get over the hunt. And Detroit, Detroit got rid of Stafford. So I think the Bears are right there. I mean, if Andy Dalton's serviceable or whatever they do, I don't think you're going to catch Green Bay. I think that's the best team there. Is Robinson happy? Is the rest of the organization standing pat? Now there's more players out there, Mike. Let me tell you something. The team doesn't trust Nagy after what he did to Mitch. Yeah. The understanding I have is they worked out with Mitch all summer. And then Nagy came into camp, and they were going to – Foles had two good days. Mitch beat him out almost every day. Yet they tried to feed propaganda to the Bear fans because I had people at the, at the training site that were telling me, Mike, he's, Trubisky's out playing everybody, and all we're hearing is Foles is this, Foles is that. And I'm going, okay, that's fine. I think as long as Aaron Rodgers is right, I think they're laughing today. I think Green Bay is absolutely laughing. Now, they lost some people, but you know what? Like I said, Jay Cutler couldn't beat them 1-12. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, if you ask people what was uh, Matthew Stafford's record against Mitch Jabriskie, five, he was 2-5 he was and five against Mitch. 2-5. and five. And he goes and gets all that money, set Detroit back another decade, and uh, Mitch beat him almost every time they played. Uh, so, you know, it's just amazing to me. The Bears don't know how to cultivate a quarterback. He's 26 years old. Whoever gets him is going to get a good kid, good character guy, and he'll be better off leaving Matt Nagy, who tried to sabotage his career, which to me is a fireable offense. You don't like a guy, you tell him. You don't want to play him, you tell him. You don't You don't. Uh, try to ruin his career by saying after game three, we'll never go back to him again. Then he saves his job, and then they still screw him. That's the organization Russell Wilson was going to come to. Give me a break. That's a really good point. That's a great point you just made on Russell Wilson. Again, if Russell Wilson gets traded, he doesn't have an opinion on this. He gets traded. Seattle makes the trade. Uh, They own his rights, and that's one of the teams he picked, but – You clearly nailed it. To go into a toxic organization like that now with the way they just treated the last quarterback, that just hit me like a bolt of lightning. Well, you know what's funny, Jay, and this will hit you even more. You know who's best friends with Mitch Trubisky? Patrick Mahomes and and, and Watson. You don't think words around the league that 
Nagy's a bad guy, and you don't think the other quarterbacks that like Mitch saw what happened? And Allen Robinson is furious. I guarantee you this. And they will not have the locker room. Nagy will lose the locker room if things don't start out right. Now, if Dalton gets off to a good start, and Dalton, i got to say, no, I don't hold anything personal against him. He's a victim of bad management and circumstance in this opinion. We made a lateral move and gave up a 26-year-old up-and-coming quarterback. If he gets the right team, will someday, I believe, go to a Super Bowl for a 33-year-old guy. It's a great point, Mop North. Mike, last one, a little low-hanging fruit on the NBA. You know, you've got a front to the Bulls and the greatest team and the greatest player of all time. My DNA is New York with the Knicks and my dad and the, the great early Knicks team. Sure. So I love basketball. And, you know, every night as I talk to you and when I'm on the air, I watch the NBA. I'm really struggling with it. I like the LeBron storyline. I like when I see teams like Philly do okay, but – this load management, the Rockets. I got a listener of mine, 13 games in a row he's faded the Rockets. They've quit. They've actually quit, and Silver's doing nothing about it. And the level of play, sure, Steph can hit 10 threes in a game, but overall, if the Jazz play good on one night or Luka are playing well, but the overall product with the NBA, and so many of the listeners are down on the NBA compared to back in the day. Your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, I bet Houston last night getting nine and a half, ten. They haven't covered the spread either. They can't yes. win, and they lost a ton of games. So I bet them last night. They're, they're, there's three minutes left. They're they're only down by three. They end up losing the game. I was getting nine and a half. I ended up going one and one for the night. But I mean, uh, you know, uh, first of all, who anointed Silas a head coach just because his dad was a head coach? I mean, you, you need uh, you know what they got there is a debacle. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I, I, you know how great David Stern was. We used, I, he used to come on my show at least once a year. Never missed it. And I told him stuff like you should have, like they're talking now maybe, the world versus the Americans and the All-Star game. He used to tell me, Mike, that sounds like a great idea. But the thing I liked about him, he put politics second. The league mattered to him. The Magics, the Birds, the Jordans. He always embraced him. He was like a Louis B. Mayer type. He, I, I used to tell him, you remind me of him. He was sort of flattered by that because I said, you run it like a studio system. Adam Silver, I mean, first of all, the where they're loading up like it's the AAU, Stern would have never allowed it. Chris Paul is a perfect example. The Lakers were supposed to get Chris Paul. Who stopped it? David Stern. He goes, we can't have this. We have a balance of power in this league. we got to try to keep the league as competitive as we can. Adam Silver doesn't care. You could have five superstars go to the Lakers tomorrow, and he'd let it happen. He's not an NBA lover. He's a political animal, okay, who's got other agendas before the actual play on the floor, period. The great Mike North. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Where can we get your picks? You're on fire, and you're transparent. You're transparent. I love that. You tell us when you lose. You tell us when you win. You know me in Vegas. There's a whole bunch of now Twitter tough guys and Twitter warriors that they never tell you when they lose, and and they've never had experience like you, and now they're professional handicappers. It makes me crazy. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of guys, and I've always been transparent. I've been doing very well. And I, I, I just told you I took Houston last night. I didn't have to volunteer that, but I don't mind. You know, people follow my picks more than they follow their own financial advisors. I know a guy lost 150000 but he told me I gave him a bad pick the other night. 
You know, he lost 150000 in the stock market, and I'm going, but, but you're worried about me. It's hilarious. It's a new coming thing. Gambling is big. Uh, I first did a show in the 80s. I thought it would have been here around the country way before 2021. I love Vegas. I love you. You can get me at Win Daily Sports every day. Follow Win Daily Sports, uh, ESPN 1000, Friday and Saturday. I'm on uh, the radio from uh, from 7 uh, to 8 on Fridays and from uh, 8 to 9 on Saturday mornings with my picks with Carmen DeFelco and Bears Barroom tomorrow at 9.30. Check it out at Bears Barroom. I'll be firing away on the Chicago Bears, folks. Thank you, Mike. Talk to you soon. Take care, buddy. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Mike. Mike North. I would not be doing what I do today without Mike North. And Lee Hacksaw Hamilton and Jim Rome and Christopher Mad Dog Russo and all the guys who came before me and gave me an opportunity. So I appreciate Mike joining us very late into the show. Good show today. John Clayton, fantastic. Napoleon Kaufman, fantastic. That'll be up on the Raiders site. Once a Raider, always a Raider, and the Game Plan Podcast. Nice day today. I'm going to do something now. I'm not going to go beat myself up for an hour. I'm on 7 to 10 on Sirius XM 82, and we're having a good week now. Raiders were active today. I think a lot of Raider fans appreciate today. Have a good day, you guys.